We are all students of Scripture. Paul says to Timothy, from infancy, we have been exposed to the Word of God. So whether we are listening or proclaiming or preaching or meditating on it on our own, we are called to learn from the Word of God. We learn about God, but we also learn about ourselves, about how to live in right relationships with our brothers and sisters. We learn about life from the Word that became flesh to be with us in the person of Jesus Christ. When the bishops of the Second Vatican Council over 50 years ago decided to reform and renew the liturgy, one of the great gifts of that decision was the initiation of the three-year cycle of scripture readings for our Sunday celebrations. And the bishops stated that it was necessary that the rich treasury of sacred scripture should be more accessible to all the people of God. One of the more engaging exercises for us because of that is for us to, to mine, to, to dig into the scriptures, to discover not only what the word of God is saying, as Paul says to Timothy today, about how life should be, but to explore those vast images of God in order to discern who God is for us and who we need to be for God. Because the more we know God, the more we come to know ourselves as we are and as we are meant to be. The parables of course, in the Gospels, are a rich resource for that kind of exploration. God might be imaged as the king at the wedding banquet, who wants everyone to come. Or the owner of the vineyard, who wants everyone to come into the vineyard, no matter at what time of the day they show up and God would be just to every one of them. Or God could be imaged as the farmer who sows the seeds for the harvest. Or as the forgiving parent who welcomes the prodigal back into life. All of these are intriguing images for us in the parables. And maybe, maybe God is imaged as the judge in today's gospel. I say maybe because I have preached using that image a number of times. Speaking of God to whom we pray with persistence and maybe getting to the point where we give God an ultimatum as the widow did. At least the judge thought she had given him an ultimatum. She was going to come and beat him up. And it, it just, it's a nice thought, I suppose. Um, but of course, we don't condone that kind of violence. But so we've, we've thought about 
we thought about God as the judge. I, I presented that image. The message is that we should be persistent in our prayers as she was in her pleading before the judge. But I think there's a bit of a problem with that interpretation. It, it may be a good one, um, but there may be another, another way to explore that image. Sometimes the predictable is not the most demanding or the most shocking or, 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 or the most profound. And so from time to time, sometimes unknowingly, I like to be not so predictable. And so the analogy is a little bit shaky. We know the words, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that doesn't sound like a cranky old judge that one has to badger to get justice and mercy. And so perhaps we might want to see God as the widow, or the widow as God. What if it is God who cries out against injustice against her or his children, who have no voice? The Hebrew word for widow means without a voice. What if the widow is acting as God does, pleading for those who have no voice, or who have, to, uh, pleading for those who have no voice to the ones who do have a voice, who, who could do something, those without a voice who are powerless to act. What if God is the widow? Is the voice of the widow God, the voice of the oppressed, of the poor, of the victims of injustice, is that the voice of God in our midst today? So perhaps the parable is not about strategies to wear down a disinterested God with non-stop prayer, but it's about all of us who might think that we, from time to time in life, are the little people, as it were, the ones without voice in the face of injustice, acting like the widow God in being persistent so that justice will happen. This might be when we find ourselves demanding that political leaders portray respect for, all, for other people without exception, when we ourselves support efforts that bring health care and educational opportunities to all of God's children, when we speak out against the harsh treatment of refugees and immigrants, when we break down barriers that diminish our very humanity, when we reject prejudice and exclusion, might we too be the voice of the widow God? So what then might we also make of Jesus' instruction to pray always, without ceasing? Paul says to do that even when it's convenient and when it's inconvenient. 
Well, prayer is the communication between us and God and what we hear God say when we speak to God. So praying always is to keep that communication open so that we can learn what God asks of us. Prayer changes us, not God. God, God is God, God is always God. We posit God with being able to change God's own mind, but we're not sure of that. But we change, we, that we can be sure. God asks us to be like the widow, to be like God, to be tireless in seeking justice and mercy in the corners of the world where we live, to be like God, seeking what is right and good for others, to be a voice for all of them and for ourselves. That's the faith. That's faith in action. That's the faith, faith that the Son of God is looking for when the Son of God returns in glory. And to know, of course, that we do not do that alone, like Moses in the first reading. We need others to support our cause, as it were, to lift up our arms, to lift up our thoughts and our actions, so that we pray together as the voice of the widow God. She was a formidable woman, for sure. I wonder if she was the only one in her time to hunger and thirst for justice. The beatitude woman, those who hunger and thirst. I think not. The widows in her time were known as those who had no voice, and yet so often they were the ones that Jesus stopped to listen to. If she were in our midst today, and I truly believe that she is, that the voice of the widow God is all around us and within us. The one who had no voice became the voice of God. And we would tell her, have courage, widow God. You have us for company.